Australia. Hang on. You all right? I bloody well hope so, mate. I really do. How stoked are you today? I'm very stoked. This is NBA Australia. I am your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a very good website we call CodeBet. Over there at CodeBet.com.au. And you might have seen this podcasting mug of mine on Fox Sports Lab NBA. Uh, or in the paper. Every day. <laughs> sure. Uh, here at Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA season while repping Australia a bit. That's what we do. And i tell you what. In the very near future, we're going to have another one to rep because Xavier Cooks is off to the NBA. Signed up by the Wizards. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, ja Morant got himself in a spot of bother by being a giant fucking dumbass. The Knicks are going streaking. Steph's back. KD and Booker played against Kyrie and Luka. That was awesome. Uh, we had that Giannis and Bede game. That was sick. Bucks win streaks over. Uh, the Nets punk the Celtics. Biggest comeback of the season. Uh, so, yeah, big weekend winners and losers today. Uh, we'll do all the game wraps. Juicy Slab, that's not a knife. Old mate, no mate. Spot of the night. Better than Lonzo Ball. Dick out of the weekend. We've got some Yanazi, unpopular opinion of the day. And our back takehouse where we're serving up a flame grill take. Uh, what else? Andrew Gay's Gary Mummer Award. Sure. We'll finish up with the daily review of The Mandalorian. Because why not? And uh, that'll be about it. Some picks and previews, and away we go. All right, let's get into it. Episode 891 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Oh, you better. Or you better watch out for being an old bastard attack. Oh, boy. Drink a million tins, try to play some pub cricket, wake up the next day, and just want to die. Ow. Everything hurts. Hey, Jimmy, are you old? Yes. I am feeling every bit of my age today. <laughs> Jeez, I'm like laughing and my ribs hurt. Oh, God. Did you smack some sixes, Jim? Oh, I smacked one. That was pretty good. Anyway, uh, let's get into today's show, shall we? The way we start every show, apparently with Jimmy whinging about being old, but also the daily whip around. Xavier Cooks, that's right. Off to the Washington Wizards after uh, the NBL finals are concluded, which, uh, I mean, it's a bit of a weird sort of situation where I think the NBL finals... Don't kick on again until Friday. So Xavier Cooks is like, fucking, what are we doing? Why are we taking so many days off? And it's already tied one all, so he's not going to be able to fly out after Friday. It's going to be at least Sunday. (laughs) It's pretty funny, I guess, either way. Uh, But he's being signed uh, to a deal through the 2023-24 season as well, which is cool. He'll join the Wizards as soon as he uh, finishes up there in Sydney. I kind of love it. And what is he? He's 27. He's just won the NBL MVP. He's that sort of big switchable wing dude that, I don't know, the Wizards feel like they've already got about 80 of them. So in terms of his actual prospects of getting playing time right out of the gate, I don't feel great about them, but it's a little bit more along the lines of uh, the Wizards kicking the tires. And to be honest, after they traded Rui Hachimura, off to the Lakers. There is a little bit of gap in that rotation. 
So you feel pretty good about his prospects to a degree. If they bring him in now, are they sort of like, all right, we'll get him some run, we'll kick the tires. The thing is, the Wizards are still right in the thick of the playoff hunt. They're in 10th at the moment, only one and a half games uh, up on the Pacers and the Bulls. So it's going to be interesting to see how it goes there. Because you think about their roster, right, and the sort of spot that the Cooks will be playing. Uh, you've already got Denny Avdijar. You've got Kuzma. I mean, there's kind of Taj Gibson. You've got the uh, Extreme Zinger Meal over there too, I guess, that they play at the four sometimes, I guess. Extreme Zinger Meal. But, look, you know, there's a couple of dudes on that team. You've got Corey Kispert. And, uh, but really, it's that sort of Denny Avdijar, Kispert, Kuzma rotation they've already got, right? So, But I reckon there's a bit of a gap there. We'll see what happens. Let's go, Cookie! Ballarat represent. Fuck yes. Jamarant. Oh, jeez. Ah... I take full responsibility for my actions last night. I'm sorry to my family, teammates, coaches, fans, partners, the city of Memphis, and the entire organization for letting you down. I'm going to take some time away to get help and work on learning on better methods of dealing with stress and my overall well-being. Why is that, Jimmy? Ah, it's because Ja was flashing a gun in an Instagram live video at 5am like a fucking idiot. Now... There are some complications here as well, because it does seem like he was not in Memphis. Uh, meaning he might have been carrying a gun <laughs> on the team plane with him to their games, perhaps. No one's entirely sure. And for this to come on the heels of the uh, Washington Post report, which was like, hey, uh, yeah, those police reports about Jar getting an into altercation with like a 17-year-old and flashing a gun and stuff like that. Yeah, there were no charges or arrests or anything, but that's a bit fucking on the nose. And for this to then pop off really speaks to Jar being a real fucking dumbass. Like, you got to be pretty fucking dumb during a week where you're in the news because of a police report about you flashing a gun to then go on fucking live internet and flash a gun. How fucking dumb can you be? Apparently, very. Now, it's a bit of a tricky one because, you know, Taylor Jenkins, the Memphis coach, came out and said, look, the focus right now and Jar's taking responsibility to really get the help he needs to get into a better place. All right, cool. But also to be in a better place to embrace the responsibilities and expectations as a member of this team. That's what we're going to do to support him through, and but we're also going to hold him accountable too. Checks out. Uh, really good sort of, if you haven't seen it already, go watch Jalen Rose's sort of talk uh you know, talking to the camera about this on uh, the ESPN, what was it, the NBA Live show that they do. Uh, but, yeah, no timetable currently on Jar's return. So this was originally going to be at least a sort of two-game sort of uh, away from the team to seek some help, but now it's going to be uh, a bit more of a, uh, yeah, we said it's two games, but this is an ongoing process. It's not really a timetable situation, a.k.a. we're waiting for Adam Silver to come in and go and tell us, what the fuck's going on? 
So there's an NBA investigation being conducted. Uh, but, yeah, I, for one, if I was being put under the microscope for having a gun and a police report being about me having my gun, I then wouldn't go on the live internet with my gun in a club in a different city. What are we doing? Jeez. So, yeah. Ah, boy, howdy. So after they lose to the Nugs, he's out there just sort of rapping along, brandishing his gun. (laughs) Just, God. I fucking love Ja Morant. This sucks. I'm going to talk about it again in the weekend, winners and losers, but there you go. That's where we're at. Ja Morant away indefinitely. Same goes for Ben Simmons. Ah, oh, God, this is boring and annoying, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, I hate being a negative Nancy. Uh, Simo experienced some back soreness this week. While starting to increase his activity, strengthen the soul. He's not playing this season. Um, the rest of this season. There's no timetable for him to return, but there hasn't been a discussion of him sitting for the remainder of the season. Bullshit. Uh, Nets don't need him. He's cooked. Oh, I'm a back sort. Why? Did you get it smashed out again? <laughs> what was his name? Uh, but the vibe of Simo at the moment very much is like, oh, no, I'm a knee sore. Oh, I'm a back sore. No, oh, I'm a knee sore. I'm a back sore. Yes. It's all connected. My entire point here is sit the fuck down, get right for next season, get traded somewhere where no one gives a shit where you are or what you're doing, and work your way back into form. Simple as that. Right, what a wild weekend it was. Uh, let's do some game wraps because there were some fucking belters in there. Game wraps, 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 That's right, the game wraps from the weekend. What an absolute bloody ripper of a... Uh, so we last did a show, what, Thursday? Um, Friday night, no chance to actually do a show. Just working a bit late, trying to get uh, the weekend sorted. I could actually take yesterday off and not have to work all seven days again for the first time since October. Just saying. Oh, poor Jimmy. Anyway, <laughs> so we picked, what, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday's games, just as well we did. And uh, go back to Friday. We had the Wizards beat Toronto 119-108. Dallas outlasted Philly in a rip snorter. Luca had the 42 in that one. And Joel Embiid, 35, 133, 126 in Dallas. Dallas needed that because uh, they turned around and shit the bed in their next game. San Antonio. Now, this was the rat line that I uh, highlighted on on Thursday night's show. It's like, why are Indy only four and a half point favorites? That seems a bit weird. Bang, they lose. And uh, you're like, huh, that seems a bit sus. And then you go, right. That's because there was no Tyrese Halliburton. And they started Andrew Nemhard, who went 0 of 8. And Aaron Naismith, who went 0 of 4. Now, I'm no math magician. <laughs> but if you're, two of your starters combined to go 0 of 12, you're fucked. Add to that Isaiah Jackson going 1 of 6. It's just gross. Hey, well, Jeremy Sohan, how good is he? Yeah, 22 and 13 in that game. Anyway... Bit of a shit one. Indy got schmokerinoed. Uh, what can you do? Golden State beat the shit out of the Clippers as well. Jordan Poole went off for 34, 115, 91. Golden State at home, 
Unreal. Saturday, Orlando, the end. Oh, the Palo Bancaros. How good was he in this game? 31. They won 117-106 because Charlotte, this shit. Atlanta, they beat Portland. Oh, Dame. He went for 33 in that one. But DeJunte Murray had 41. That's more than 33. Uh, 129-111. Hawks beat the Blazers. Brooklyn beat Boston. Hey, Jim, was this the game where you said it was the biggest blown lead of the season? Yes. Yes, it was. 115-105. Michael Bridges. Is he better than Kevin Durant already? Let's throw it to Kendrick Perkins. Thanks, Kendrick. All right. Great job. Some unintelligible bullshit as per fucking usual. Uh, What do we got? Michael Bridges, 38. He was awesome. Jalen Brown was 35. Boston, just shit right down their leg. Miami lost at home to the New York Knickerbockers of New York City because they are unreal. 43 for Julius Randle. Julius, uh, if you picked Miami plus three and a half like me, you'd be pretty happy with that one. But the Knicks, that was an awesome game too. Knicks just held them off. Randall was unreal. Uh, the Suns beat the Chicago Bulls in a rematch of the 1993 NBA Finals. Booker 35, 125-104. They shit-pumped the Bulls. OKC beat the piss out of the Yaz. It's a soft J. Aaron Wiggins with 27. Amazing game. Denver, straight fucking flat-out killed. So he got straight killed. The Grizzlies, uh, probably not the best or smartest thing for me to say right there, considering uh, what Jam Rant then got up to. <laughs> that was good. No, look, 113-97, they got smashed. The Nugs just went, oh, no, that's cute that you guys are the number two seed. Well, we're the number one. We're going to fucking smoke you. That's what happened. Golden State. Jimmy, were they at home? Yes. Does that mean they won? Yes. <laughs> 108-99. Fucking smash them too. Sacramento, look, Los Angeles, they just keep playing awesome games. This was a bonkers game. Bonkers. <laughs> Remember Dizzy Rascal? Uh, 127-128. The Clippers just fall short. A huge comeback. And there's like a shit foul. Demarcus Sabonis nails the free throws. Paul George misses a three at the end. 128-127. Huge win for Sacramento. Tough loss. That was their fifth, I think, straight for the Clips. And then the Lakers. The Lakers. The Lakers. The Lakers stink! Well, they did in that game. 110-102 against the Wolves. AD had 38 Awesome game. Still lost. Are they better when AD doesn't do too much? Yes. <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, the big problem, I think, for the Lakers in that game, that Malik Beasley and Lonnie Walker were the only other Lakers to score in double figures. Yeah, not great. Not great there. And then yesterday, Sunday, we had Toronto turn around and uh, beat Washington in overtime, 116-109. Having lost to them uh, on Friday, the the one nineteen one oh eight game, uh, where Kuzma beat out OG and Anobi. This time in overtime, Gary Terrence Trent Darby Jr. twenty six and the Extreme Zinger meal was uh, kind of supercharged. Supercharged Zinger Burger twenty two, not bad. Detroit they lost in Cleveland. Cleveland. They did one fourteen ninety. Uh, Detroit are just like the walking wounded at this point. Like Marvin Bagley's come back. He's like the only healthy player they've got. It's like he and Jaden Ivey and not much else. Like it's Isaiah Livers. It's a wise man. It's Killian Hayes. That dude couldn't hit the fucking side of a barn, I'll tell you. But yeah, Cavs, they rolled. That 
Backcourt. God, they're good. 41 points between them. Mobley with the 16-11-6. Unreal game. Uh, Miami kicked the shit out of Atlanta. Atlanta on a back-to-back having just beaten Portland. They go on the road. They go to Miami and got fucking steamrolled. 117-109. Trey Young couldn't hit a shot, nor could DeJunte Murray. San Antonio. They hosted Houston and lost. That's a tank off. That's just great tanking. Absolutely brilliant tanking by the Spurs. So how can we tag another W on the Rockets and give ourselves another loss and close that gap? Not that it really matters, but still. Uh, that's how you do it, by losing to that team. Twice. Uh, Millie Walker, it's Algonquin for the good land. It was not on Sunday when they lost to Philly. That was an absolute rip snorter of a game. Bucks just shit the bed. Um, but also, really, Philly just hit ridiculous threes at the exact right moment down the stretch. And that last three minutes was absolute chaos. Uh, was it Harden? Hits one from the car park. Embiid takes about 20 steps, walks around the court, then launches a three that goes in. The end of the shot clock. You're like, what the fuck? Anyway, Milwaukee's 16-game lose, uh, winning streak comes to an end. That stinks. Uh, Sacramento, of course, then turned around after beating the Clippers in a very tight game and lost 138-134 to the Wolves, who just quietly have won three on the trot. Then today we had Luca and Kyrie versus KD and Booker. It was awesome. Everybody had 30 points in that game. <laughs> 130-126, Phoenix win. Uh, basically, Don't you, Luca misses like a fucking bunny at the end. That You're like, oh, that goes in. Who knows what would happen? But anyway, 37 KD, Booker, 36. They were daring Chris Paul to shoot, which was amazing. 34 for Luca, 30 for Kyrie, 21 for Tim Hardaway coming off the bench. Love this because they're starting Greeny. They're starting Reggie Bullock. Hardaway Jr.'s come, the lesser is coming back off the bench. He lit it up. And it's just still not enough. It's so weird. Like, your style can be that good, and your other dudes stink. Here we are. Tyrese Halliburton with the winner over Chicago, 125-122. That's a, what, the 11 and 12 seeds currently in the East. It's a huge win for the Pacers if they don't want to tank, question mark. Zachy Cakes and Levine at 42. The Lakers! The Lakers won uh, 113, 105. AD had 39. Here he comes. MVP. Whoa. Uh, Steph came back as well. He had 27. Warriors never look comfortable. Uh, arguing with the refs. LeBron coming out on the fucking court. Say, like, hang on a second. Should he get fined? Can he be suspended? What are we doing? <laughs> Brooklyn beat the pants off of Charlotte because they are shithouse. Uh, Michael Bridges crushing it. 33 again. 41 for Dame when the Blazers beat Orlando, 122-119. A rip snort of a game. Palo Bancaro with the 26 as well there. Houston once more beat the shit out of San Antonio, 142-110. Jesus. <laughs> That's just gross. Uh, OKC beat Utah. Shea, Reda, Gilgis, Alexander came back. He had 38. Oh, I fucking love him. 129-119. They beat the Yaz. It's a soft J. And then in probably the best game of the weekend in a weekend that had an absolute slew of awesome fucking games. New York, that's right, the New York Knickerbockers of New York City beat the Boston Celtics in Boston, 131-129 in double overtime because Emmanuel quickly could not be stopped by apparently, I don't know what, the defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart from last year. Tatum had 40. They couldn't need a fucking shot to save their lives down the stretch, Boston. And still, Al Horford had a shot to win it at the buzzer. Front rims it. Bit of a tough one. But uh, awesome game. 
Knicks Boston. Give me that in the playoffs, please. That would be fucking awesome. Boston currently in the two seed. New York can't really fight their way up to the three. And you're like, well, should I kind of want to see the New York Knickerbockers slide down then. <laughs> now I'm like, do I want Philly to catch Boston? I don't think they will. But yeah, it just sort of sucks that you got the two and then you got the Knickers, Knickerbockers in the five spot. So it doesn't seem likely <laughs> that they'll end up there. But I don't know. It'd be nice if that sort of, maybe if we can get the Buck, uh, the Celtics back into the one seed and the Knicks beat the Cavs in the first round. Then we get in the second round, but I don't know. I just don't think I can see it quite happening. Anyway, uh, what was the last couple of games out of today? Washington. Uh, couldn't hold on for my cover. 117-111, they lose to the Bucks. Uh, Giannis gets his triple-double with a sneaky little rebound at the end. Brad Beal with 33. Uh, and the Lake, uh, the Clippers, rather, kicked the shit out of the Grizzlies down the stretch. Um after the Grizzlies came all the way back, kicked the shit out of them, it was like a 28-point swing followed by like a 25-point swing the other way, and the Clippers held on for dear life to win by six. Um, Paul George just choked him out, and Memphis just couldn't hit a shot. So pretty weird one. Awesome run of games. Awesome weekend of hoops. Let's do some weekend winners and some weekend losers. Oh, my God. I won! I won! Ah! Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is me, Kent Brockman. Can we get a shot of me? There you go. There you go. In other news, uh, tragic mix-up today in Cleveland. Many people killed. Uh, Right. Let's do some weekend winners and losers. Winners, the Lakers. But Jimmy, you keep saying that... The Lakers stink! Yeah, but that win over the Warriors was pretty big. Cuz... They lose that game. Do you know where the Lakers currently would be? They'd be 13th in the uh, West. Instead, they're only 11th. (laughs) But more so than anything, it's the turnaround of form from Anthony Davis, isn't it? Like, that's my vibe right now in this because, like, they handled the Warriors. They got beaten by the Wolves. But, I mean, you win two of your last three. You had that little three-game win streak before that. AD's looking like AD a little bit again. And if you can just piece together that, Lakers fans will be like, yes, let's go. So he's got back-to-back, what, the 38 and 39-point games. Could do with a couple more rebounds there, Anthony. But this is kind of like the vibe, right? Like if you get that mid-November Anthony Davis back, you'd be laughing. But that's huge. So good job by the Wiz. Uh, no, oh, not by the Wiz, by the Lakers. I was looking at the whiz for something else. Uh, <laughs> but really, it tags the Warriors also with a uh, W, I mean with an L, where they had sort of snuck back up into the top four, five, six com- conversation. They're a half game up on the uh, six seed at the moment in five. With that L, you're like, all right, cool. You get a W on yours if you're the Lakers. You're now only like three wins behind the Warriors anyway. So that's a big turnaround because you're only like two and a half wins behind them. So pretty crazy. I'm going to get to that in a second with the uh, how close everything is. Uh, but obviously the other one is the big one is the Knicks. Beating Boston, that was awesome. But holding on and beating the Heat the other day, going to overlook that. Like it was such a good win. They just held on. Randall was like just fucking nuts. 
<laughs> just hold on to win it. But that Celtics game, double overtime. They just love beating this Celtics team. They're now in the five seed. They're thirty nine and twenty seven. They've got the league's longest win streak with nine straight. That is chaos, and you love to see it. Like, oh yeah, the NBA is better when the Knicks are good. Why? I don't know. Just because it is. <laughs> it really is. That fucking. Garden crowd's going to be absolute chaos. And Knicks fans love getting up and about. And you know what's even better? Then watching Knicks fans have their hearts broken. This is the best part of it. It's the same with the Lakers. The Lakers, though, they just have, like, I don't know, too much chutzpah. Uh, Knicks fans are so beaten down that it's hilarious. This is, though, the second longest win streak in their last 25 seasons. Yep. They had a nine-game win streak in 2012, 2021, and 2023. Longest was 13 straight wins in 2013. So you'll take it if you're a Knicks fan. That is awesome. Let's go, Knickerbockers. I just want to see your hearts broken. Ah, Philly, big weekend winners with that big win over the Buckaroos. The threes by Harden and Embiid were stupid, but look, if Harden's going to play like that, they're going to look dangerous. If he's got those games in his back pocket, so he has like the 38, knocking in threes, getting to the line. If you get a little bit of that vintage Harden, if you go, right, well, he spent this entire season sort of building this up, and he can hit that level consistently over the, like, the next month as we hit the playoffs, fuck, that's awesome. Super dangerous if you want to play Philly. Also, it could all fall apart really quickly. Ah, but I loved it. Huge win for them to break that Milwaukee win streak, and that's going to be a big confidence booster. Sacramento, same vibe. That was a sick win over the Clippers after almost, you know, shitting your pants and then turning around and losing the next day. But I think the way they keep beating the Clippers is legitimate. Like, yeah, this Sacramento team is good, and they're not going to, like, completely bottle it and miss the playoffs. I now actually think that it's almost, like, probably not going to happen. They're in the three seed. They're 37 and 26. They are four and a half games up on the six seed and five games up on the seven and eight seed, which is the Mavs and the Clippers. Now, both those teams can go on big win streaks at the drop of a hat. We understand that. And the Kings are the Kings. So they could lose like 11 straight out of nowhere and you'd be like, yep, saw that coming. (laughs) But their offense is so chaos that whenever they play like any shit team, they're just usually going to win. But when they beat the good teams, you're like, yeah, it's because the Kings are also good. The Nets are weekend winners because... Look, this is the vibe. When you trade KD, you get Bridges, you get Cam Johnson, you get that bit of depth. They're going to be such a pain in the ass for some team to beat in the playoffs or in the play-in tournament. Uh, but that turnaround from 28 points down, the biggest comeback win of the season. If you're the Celtics, is there a team? Look, they'd beaten them three times prior to that this season. But do you really want to see them? You're like, Bridges, Cam Johnson, they can just get hot from three and run over the top of you. I don't know. It's kind of fun. Kind of fun. But either way, they were kicking the shit out of them, so I wouldn't be that afraid if I'm a Boston fan. As I mentioned, the Wolves have got three in the trot. They're now half game back of the sixth seed. If they can just, like, actually solidify a playoff spot, they'd be fucking stoked with this season. Uh, You've got the vibe of Anthony Davis... Not Anthony Davis, Anthony Edwards, 
Rudiger Bears, this Stafford Tower and Co. They're in the sixth seed. You're hanging out. What do I have written? No, they're a half game back of the five seed. That's what I meant. Um, I can't even read my own shit. What am I doing? But Anthony Edwards is cruising. They've just ripped off wins against the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Kings. That came in the back of a three-game losing streak. This is what the Wolves have done basically over their last 20 games. Win-loss, 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 loss-loss-loss, win-win-win. <laughs> the Wolves are if nothing if not fucking consistent. Ugh, anyway. Uh, who else do we have winning? But, look, seriously, their win over uh, a bedraggled sort of Sacramento team, you're like, yeah, cool, but it came on the back of the Lakers win. You're like, yeah, that was a legit win. Good on them. Go Wolves. Uh, what else? The Wizards. Oh, yeah. Because they've got an Aussie, and it's about bloody terrible, but tell you that much. In the hallowed tradition of Andrew, the Grey Mumba gays. Go Xavier Cooks, a fine, upstanding, young Ballarat man. Uh, coming from the Sydney Kings. So the winners here are the Wizards, the Kings, because I think that's their, what, fifth player that they've sent to the NBA, uh, and Ballarat. Uh, now having claim to a excellent NBA prospect and player, finally on par with Maribor. <laughs> or Carayo. Uh Right, but most of all, the winners are us. Do you see how tight this last six weeks is going to be of, the, of this NBA season? It is awesome. It's going to be fucking gnarly basketball. It's playoff basketball from here on out until we even get to the playoffs. The 12th seed in the East is five games behind the 7th seed. And also two games out of tanking into the fifth worst record. (laughs) Indian Chicago. They have a decision to make. It's like, if we tank below Orlando, we might be home and hose with like the fifth best odds. What what are we doing? This is... Why do we want to get fucking flattened in the first playing game? Screw that. Let's go. Uh, Meanwhile, in the East... One and two are one and a half games apart. Four and five are game apart. Six and seven are only two and a half games apart. And, of course, that's the line of demarcation, don't forget, uh, the six and seven. Six, you're actually, you know, locked in for a playoff spot. Seven, you've got to play in the playing tournament. Miami are there two and a half games behind the Nets. This is just a dogfight from here on out. Uh, you've got Atlanta lurking. You've got the Raptors lurking. They've sort of jumped up, looking a little bit more consistent. They've won seven of the last ten. The Wizards keep on wizarding up. As soon as they look good, they go, wait a second, where are the Wizards? And they shit all over themselves. They're in the 10 spot. But this is awesome. It's absolute chaos. And that's just the East. The West is even worse. There's one game between two and three, five games between two and five, three and a half games between the five seed Golden State Warriors and the 13th seed Portland Trailblazers. Four and a half. Three and a half. Jesus. That's not much. Sure, most of these teams have only got, I don't know, like 17, 18 games-ish sort of left. But wow. Only three and a half games between five and 13. There's only two and a half between seven and 13. And remember, that's all the play-in. Currently, Dallas and the Clippers are in the play-in tournament. That is chaos. So we'll see what happens with the Pelicans and the Yaz, as well as the Lakers, the Thunder, and the Blazers. It's not going to be a giant surprise if the Thunder then go, no, 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 no. Shy's actually a bit sore again. 
The Blazers might do the same. Go, yeah, Dame hurt his hammy. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> Just tag another couple of L's. Maybe see if the Pacers and the Bulls keep winning some games. And then OKC and Portland will be sitting there going, yeah, this is all right. This is like the 2007 draft. Although, again, we might jump up into one and two. But I love it. The West is more mental than like my best mate's high school girlfriend. So, <laughs> feeling good. All right, what about weekend losers? We're not losers. No, you two are winners. Big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut, Shut up. Losers. Loser. 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 There you go, the Bucks. Um, But, Jimmy, they just won 16 straight. Yeah, but you're up 19 and you lose to the Sixers. What are you doing? <laughs> no, you can't crap on them. They, that win streak was awesome. And they had that game. They should have won it. Uh, they just clanked some really bad threes down the stretch, whereas the Sixers hit theirs. Sometimes that's just how it goes. Uh, every team who did not get Josh Hart, I think he's 9-0 as a Knickerbocker. Yeah, probably should have gone and tried to get Josh Hart if you're another team. Boston, weekend losers. Something stinky about how they can't beat a team like the Knicks. Just that little bit of worry in the back of your head where you go, they hustle. They try really hard. There's a lack of toughness that we've seen before in the Celtics that makes them come undone a little bit. Ime Udoka sort of kicked the shit out of him to get that rid of. Maybe Joey Mullers doesn't inspire that quite of grit and determination. But they were the one seed up until the other day. They've now lost three or four. Now one and a half games behind my Milwaukee. It is our gonkin for the good land. Um, but there's just... I feel like they just don't have one dude... Just that one extra sort of swing dude you can throw out there to either get your buckets if you need. But, I mean, today they didn't have Malcolm Brogdon. He's out with an ankle. Um, And that's kind of that vibe, right, where you go, yeah, if you're not at full strength, you're going to have weird wonky results like this. So you can't really read a giant amount into it. But at the same time, the way that the Knicks just have zero fear of the Celtics is fucking hilarious. Like... I'd be that little bit worried if I was a uh, Celtics fan. It's like, ah, uh, yeah. So that's that's strange that they have like zero respect for us. <laughs> uh, Tatum had 40, 11, and 6 in that game. And they're just like, nah, doesn't matter. Warriors, Steph came back and they still got beaten. Draymond reckon he's better than Shaq. And he got beaten by this Lakers team. Gross. Clippers, big winner of the Grizz after spending a bunch of time fucking around losing five straight. But this team... This Clippers team, the way that they got up over the Grizz went, nah, we've already won this game. The Grizz is like, no, you haven't. Came all the way back. Then the Clippers are like, oh, fuck. Hey, Paul George, can you save us? He's like, oh, I guess. Hey, Kawhi, do you want to hit some buckets? <laughs> and away they go. Uh, I just can't stand this Clippers team. Rusty, look, you kind of want to see what they can do, but there's just not a giant amount of uh, joy in their expression of basketball. <laughs> Which is the opposite of the Mavs, where there's a lot of joy now. It's a lot of chaos. They're 2-5 and five with Luca and Kyrie playing together, though, averaging more, 60, more than 60 points combined. But, I mean, sometimes you've got to like, help Josh Green play defense. Bullock does a little bit, but, jeez. Just a lot of uh, heavy lifting for other dudes that aren't named Luca and Kyrie. Uh, but yeah, weekend losers. The Mavs losing that game after beating the Sixers and then losing today to the Suns in that fashion. It's like, oof. It was there for the taking, Dallas. It was there for the taking. Give me a fucking playoff series of that, though, thanks. 
If the Mavs can eke their way up to the five spot and Phoenix stay around their four, yes, let's go. The Mavs are only one game back of uh, the Warriors in five, so that could very easily happen. Uh, and then last one, last one. Weekend losers, Memphis and Ja Morant fans, obviously. You're meant to be the face of the NBA. One of the faces, one of the fresh, shining faces, free of incidents. Oh, good, we love him. And then it turns out you're a bit of a fucking bonehead. What are we doing here? Um, it also does throw in a stark relief just how fucking incredible LeBron's been for 20 years, right? Never had anything sort of like that. Uh, always head on a swivel, smart enough to realize, hey, I'm not going to show myself on a camera with a gun in a club like a dipshit. Uh, yeah, Memphis went from beloved team that everyone is all around. They're young, they're fun, they're all together, and then it's just a little bit too much Dylan Brooks. And then Ja Morant with his gun. It's like, all right, Ja. <sighs> Adam Silver's another weekend loser. He just must have seen this come across his desk. Oh, fuck. We'd had such a good run without anybody doing something stupid for like two weeks. And now I've got guns? Fuck, now I'm going to have to throw the book at him. I'll talk about that later. All right, let's do some uh, awards. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a Some great performances. AD, I mentioned he's 38 and he's 39. Uh, carrying that Lakers team at the moment. Harden against the Bucks was just stupid. 38, 10, and 9 for him. 5 and 9 from downtown, including that one from the car park. Uh, Embiid had 31, 6, and 10 in that game too. Um, Paul George versus the Grizz today, 42. Got him back into that game. Just when he just gets it going a little bit, fuck, he's fun to watch. 43 for Randall against the Heat, though. That was awesome. 8 of 13 from downtown. They win that game. They stay on this win streak. He's looking great. He's looking awesome. It was also wild to watch him against the Celtics going, oh, my God, he's got the ball at the end of the clock. Oh, God, just give it to Manuel quickly. And then quickly smashed it. Because this is going to go to a combo of Michael Bridges against Boston and Emmanuel quickly against Boston because Bridges went for 38, 4 or 6 from downtown, 13 to 22 overall. He had 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 turnovers. That's double the amount of rebounds that Anthony Davis had BT Dubs. Uh, quickly, 38-7 and 8. Seven points in that second overtime that just blew it out. And was like, yep, that's the game, dickheads. Emmanuel quickly, Michael Bridges, both against Boston. One for the Nets, one for the Knicks. You better believe they're the NBA Australia Pro performances of the weekend. Who is Spud of the Night, though? Spud, 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 Spud of the Night. Spud of the Night. Josh Okogie went 0 of 8 on threes in that Mavs Suns game today. He shot 3 of 13 overall. Cam Johnson went 3 of 13 as well for the Nets. Didn't matter. They kicked the shit out of the horn. It's 5 of 17 for Terry Rose in that same game. Seth Curry went 0 of 8 as well. Brutal. 0 of 8. Seth, the shit one Curry. 0 of 5 from 3. 0 of 7 for Reggie Jackson the other day for the Nugs. Blake Wesley for the Spurs. 0 of 6. Uh, Dort is back. He's back on 1 of 9. <laughs> so did Bones Highland. How good's Bones? He's like, nah, man, I wanted to fucking just have the ball in my hand playing for all the Clippers instead of fucking like the Nuggets, eh? Hey, Bones, what did you shoot today? Oh, one and nine. 
<laughs> Good job, buddy. 2 of 10 for Cumbucket. 2 of 11 for OG Ananobi. Uh, but really, I mentioned this one early. 2 of 13 against Miami goes Ice Trey Young. He was ice cold, that Ice Trey. Season low, 8 points. DeJunte Murray, not much better in that game. 3 of 14. 4 of 14 for Jaden. Ah, ha, 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 ha. 3 of 13 for Jordan Poole and Denny Schudheim, German Rondo. But of course, thank you to the three gentlemen, Jordan Poole, PJ Hamilton, Washington, and Ochai Agbaji, who all shot. Woo! Yeah, they shot 311. Oh, I love it. Old oh, mate, no mate. 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 Oh, mate, no mate. Uh, yeah, that'd be Ja Morant. Don't know, just something a bit. Old oh, mate, no mate's about waving a gun around. Who are you trying to impress? Like, this is my kind of point here. Like, oh, yeah, no, nah, I need a gun. It's like, do you? Oh, no, nah, look, you never know who's going to roll up and you. Then that's why your friends have the guns. You don't have the gun jar. Like, it's the very, very basic fucking question here. What are you doing? Uh, but very, very, very clearly, old mate, no mates, because if you, those of you... Look, this is something you, you'd, your fucking mum and dad would tell you. Well, if they were your real friends, they wouldn't care whether or not you get a gun or not. <laughs> Who are you impressing? And uh, Jalen Rose sort of spe- um, spelled that out really well, I think, about, you know, depending on your background, where you come from, it can be a lot, you know, harder for you to sort of ingratiate yourself into some parts of, uh, I don't know, the extraneous bullshit that goes on with the NBA and some people handle it better. They learn quicker than others. So, yeah, very much an old mate, no mate situation for Ja Morant because everyone, like, you can't defend. It's like, oh, yeah, he's just posing with a gun in a club at 5 a.m. on the internet. What are you doing? Uh, pantsing the night. That was definitely the Nets pantsing the Celtics. That was fucking awesome. The way they came back and just went, oh, that's cool. No, no, no. Boston. Yeah, no, no. You guys are real tough. Pantsed. Boom. Love that. Who was better than Lonzo Ball? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you don't get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. We might have to change this one. We've had some suggestions. I'll get to that in a second in yeah, nahs. But better than James Wiseman is probably not a bad one. One of six, 24 minutes, nine rebounds, one assist, four turnovers. Brutal. Uh, He's going to go to Jalen Williams. He was awesome for the Thunders. 32-5-5. Yeah, that dude can play. The fact that they've got two Jalen Williamses is also uh, wildly, wildly annoying. Uh, But he was bloody, 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 bloody. Awesome. 32-5-5. Jalen Williams, 12-15 from the floor, 4-5 from downtown, 32-5-5. Two steals, two blocks, absolute weapon. And you better believe, better than Lonzo Ball. All right, Dickhead of the Weekend. Yeah, it was Jar Morant. <laughs> Simple as that. All right. Yeah, Nas after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington. 
or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. 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 Let's do some year nars. Brought to you by the NBA Australia Shop. Go get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Easy as you like. NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Click on through the socials or anything. Go nuts. Jez Oz sent through a couple. Got some year nars for you, bloody ledge. Oh, thanks, Jez. First one. The Lakers with no LeBron are just the Wizards of the West. Yeah, nah. Without LeBron, yeah, they are. Because they've got the Extreme Zinger Meal version of uh, Extreme Zinger Meal. Anthony Davis. Uh, they don't really have their Brad Beal. They don't even really have a Kuzma. They do have a Rui Hachimura. <laughs> but uh, they are. That, that's that sort of weird team that can sort of beat anybody out of nowhere if like, you're not paying attention. That's exactly what they did today against the Warriors. Uh, the Wizards, just that sheer inconsistency... It does ring a bit true, though, with this Lakers team as well. They just can't seem to string them all together for, like, really big periods of time, right? Like, the Wizards had that one awesome stretch where they won, like, six straight. But then they followed up with three straight losses. And then it just goes, two wins, a loss. Two wins, two losses. Two wins, two losses. And that's just all they do. Lakers are disturbingly similar to the point where you're like, Especially without LeBron. But, I mean, even with LeBron, it was still like, yeah, two wins, a loss. A win, two losses. Two wins, three losses. A win, a loss. Three wins, a loss. A win, a loss. A win. And that's all they do. Consistency is so hard, and only the best teams can really boast that consistency, or you just become the Wizards or the Lakers. That's a good one. Well done, Jez. Number two, LeBron's faking it, so as an excuse for missing the playoffs again. Yeah, nah. <laughs> Hey, uh, Rob, yeah, I need my walking boot. Uh, why is that, LeBron? Uh, yeah, my foot's fucked. LeBron, is this just because we're in the, like, 13th seed? Uh, n- no, my foot's actually sore. Can we get an MRI? No. <laughs> uh, it does seem like, oh, yeah, geez, it looks like it's going to be a bit tough for us to make the playoffs. Oh, I'm hurt, says LeBron. My goat never would. Uh, is he faking it? Yeah, nah. I mean, could he come back and play if he really wanted to? That's the question. Nah, he's not faking it. Surely he's actually hurt. Uh, number three, Ja Morant has attended the Gilbert Arena School of How to Get Yourself Out of the League in a few short steps. Yeah, nah. Nah, because Ja's actually better than Gilbert ever was. Even though Gilbert Arenas was an absolutely fucking electric moment in the NBA that hopefully... Uh, those of us out there still remember him and his pomp, absolutely incredible. Just that sort of smallish, sort of like stringy guard who could go out and get you 30 every fucking night and had like a couple of awesome seasons where he did just that. He's like the lost sort of superstar of the thousands where he does his knee and it's just like, done, pack her up. He was like the last sort of, well, he and Amari were like the sort of dudes where they had, you know, they did an ACL and it sort of was that's all over, folks. Like, we'll see you later of the superstar sort of generation. Whereas, like, we've had stars since then, like, do a knee and it was like, oh, yeah, no, nah, oh, shit, no. Nah. Back her up, boys. Like, seriously, Gilbert went from, what, 25, 29, 28 points a game, 20 points a game, does his knee, and then it's just 
pack her up. But he had his own fucking column on NBA.com. Agent Zero, an awesome nickname. Uh, but yeah, Ja Morant, substantially better, younger. The piss-taking, though, as well, of doing, like, the celebration, like, the uh, the intros that he was doing, where it's, like, holstering guns. It's like, Ja, are you just a fucking idiot? Maybe. Maybe you are. And then the last one from Jez. Uh, I kind of alluded to the Kendrick Perkins stuff. Jez says, Kendrick Perkins has finally lost his marbles. For him to say Jokic is only winning MVPs because he's white is confirmation is what we all know. That Perkins is, in fact, an idiot. <laughs> a comment of a similar thing coming from a white dude regarding anything a black man does would result in them being cancelled permanently. We're all aware of the racial inequality that's abundant in the US, and it's an issue worldwide, but with so many awesome, awesome basketball players in the NBA, I thought we were beyond this kind of rhetoric. Yeah, nah, slash, end, rant. Yeah, Look, I think I talked about this quickly on, what was it, last Thursday's show, how that's just fucking weird, like, and how you can't sort of go, oh, well, Euros are all soft, and they're all piss weak, and it's like, oh, now he's getting it because he's white. It's like, hang on a second, dude's averaging a triple-double, and then there's, like, the accusations of stat padding. It's like, he's the least stat padding fucking stat, heavy dude you'll ever see. Steven Adams sacrificed years of his career of boxing out for Russell Westbrook fucking rebounds off free throws and everything. Jokic doesn't give a shit. He's out there and his teams fucking just keep winning. And it's awesome. But, yeah, if you sort of had that sort of same uh, vibe going the other way, I don't think it would uh, fly. And what worries me more is that, like, Perk obviously comes from a school where he still has in his brain that, yeah, because, like, Jokic is white, apparently that means that he's going to win an MVP. Like, how can you not look at the season that Jokic is having and go, yeah, that's fucking awesome. He's on the best team in the West. He's averaging a triple-double. He's a fucking center. This is incredible. I still think it should be, like, between Giannis and Jokic, but holy shit, that's just unbelievable. I think it's just an exceptionally, exceptionally dumb thing. And especially when the ESPN sort of, uh, I don't know, talking heads stuff started, you know, talking about how uh, Euros are graded on a different curve as well when it comes to not winning a title. It's like... uh, have you spoken to Dirk Nowitzki about that? Maybe have him on that segment. I'm just saying all he did for about five fucking years was get dragged for not winning a title and bottling it in 06 when Miami stole the fucking title before he bounced back and won it in 2011, which is still one of the single greatest, I think, NBA moments of that Mavs team winning that title against that fucking Heat team. But yeah... The weird blinkers of uh, folks in the US, just, I don't know, man. It's just fucked in the head. And Kendrick Perkins especially. Like, he does come out with some gems every so often, but he comes out with a lot of dumb fuckery as well, too. Zach Brown, he sent one in. Hey, mate, got a short year now for you. Is PJ Tucker a thief? <laughs> yeah, nah. Um, to a degree, I think I brought this up when they were uh, signing him to the uh, contract that he's got. 
where you're like, yeah, it seems like a lot for a dude his age. <laughs> and if it costs them James Harden, even though he's like, no, 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 bring him a boy, PJ Tucker. I love PJ. He's my best mate. And you're like, all right. And then you're like, well, PJ Tucker is contributing. I don't know. He's basically playing small ball center a lot of the time. Uh, but two points in 19 minutes going one of four against the Bucks. Oh, three from downtown. Three fouls, two rebounds and an assist. A minus four in a game that they won by three. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of money for a bloke who does a lot of the gritty stuff. He's 37. He's going to turn 38 in about a couple of months in May. And he's fucking making a fair amount of money. I'll tell you that much. And if it ends up costing them hard, and it's going to be pretty funny. Brad McGagan, Jimmy, little bit of NBL one strayer for you. Uh, yeah, now nah, Lauren Jackson is starting a trend with the old guard of players. Hope the Melbourne Tigers can convince Papa Woz, Copes, and Uncle Grey Mumba to get the band back together. Yeah, nah. Yeah, I mean, Wertho has jumped into the NBL, you know, friend of the program, NBL one, hasn't he? Over there in the West. Love that. The problem is, like, the risk of, like, injury is so high for, like, the older folks playing at that level uh, that I reckon it'd be fucking great. I just don't want to see Gazy do an ACL. <laughs> but the Tigers should definitely just get some of the old heads back in there. Throw Anstey in there, too. Also, Jim, Marvy Bags could sub in for Lonzo Ball to the end of the year. He also went number two and had the uh, pick of the draft straight after him. Or we could just bump up a spot on Lonzo and use Fultz. Love this. Yeah, nah, yeah. I could actually just cycle through a bunch of number two picks with uh, the Lonzo thing. You go Bags, you go Wiseman, D'Lo, The Beat. Jeez, number two picks have got a rough history. Uh, Fultz and Simmons, though, it's not a bad idea. It's like, ah, number one picks. Fultz is better than Simmons at the moment. I'll tell you that much. All right, unpopular opinion of the day. Shit, I've got to speed through this. It's fucking got a long episode. I'll tell you that much. Uh, I'm probably repeating the day. Look, I got asked this a couple of times. Um, Jimmy, who do you reckon you got in the finals? Denver and Milwaukee. It's like, ah, oh, now that's suddenly the two one seeds. And it's like, that's really lame. But I feel like they're the best two most complete teams out there as well. Phoenix just feel like they're one other dude short. Milwaukee maybe could have used an extra score off the bench. Denver maybe as well, but they've got Reggie. I just, I think it'd be a great matchup too. Give me Denver, Milwaukee. Right, what about Outback Takeouts for today? It's Monday at Outback, and you know what that means? Yep, that's right. We fucking took out a wallaby on the way over here and then chucked it on the spit. That's right, spitted wallaby only at Outback. And today's Flame Grill Take is... This Boston Celtics team will never win a title because they got rid of Emo Udoka, the only bloke who could tell fucking Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to pull their fucking heads in and play fucking tough basketball. Same with Marcus Smart. Now you got Joey Muzz out there. He doesn't know his ass from his elbow. He doesn't know when to call a fucking timeout. And they're getting out tough by the likes of the Knicks and the Nets. That's right, because they shit-canned Emo Udoka. The Celtics will never win the title. Only... At Outback. To be honest, I half believe that one. <laughs> Just a little bit. All right. Be back to the Australian Player Watch right after this. This is Nick K, and you're listening to NBA Australia. 
All right, let's do it. NBA Australia, Australian player watch, as mentioned. No big Simo Ben Simmons. Hasn't played since, uh, well, all-star break, basically. So, yeah, a bit of a rough one there for uh, Simo. Um, get that on the big jobs, though, I guess. Whatever those jobs may be. Uh, Paddy Thrills didn't get a gig over the weekend either after his uh, little run around and six minutes of cardio against the Knicks last week. How about Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Drock'em, Landale, though? The Rooster. How do you reckon he's going to go? He's been crushing it. But eight minutes against the uh, Mavs today. Against his mate, Greeny. Yeah, two points, two rebounds. Three fouls. Bloody anti-strain refs, if you ask me. Field goals, he went one-on-one from the floor. Good job by the Rooster. Dyson Daniels, the vacuum. One point, one rebound, one assist in 13 minutes against the Warriors back on Saturday. In 13 minutes, he's just going to, you know, warm back into his role. He'll be fine. Jack White. Bum, 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 bum. Hasn't played since his uh, career high. Seven points last Sunday. Uh, Giddy up. Giddy up. Saturday against Utah. Then Monday against Utah. He had 18, 6, and 13 assists to go with a block and a steal. Shot 8 of 17 from the floor on uh, Saturday. Awesome game. And then 24, 9, and 9. Against the Yaz today. Absolutely lit it up. Now that Shy's back, he's crushing it again. 24, 9, and 9. 10 of 16 from the floor. 4 of 6 from 3. Two steals. Giddy up, you little bloody ripper. Greeny against the Sixers. Back on Friday. Five points. Five rebounds. Two assists and a steal. Should two or three from the floor and one and two from downtown. And then today he was scoreless in his 28 minutes. He went 0 of 2. He was busy shutting down Devin Booker for only 35. Um, 0 of 1 from 3. Three rebounds, though. Greeny doing all that he can. Doesn't need to score when you've got Kyrie and Luca out there, but still handy if you've you know, got given a couple of chances. Two shots. Jesus. Uh, Aussie Matty 2 against the Hawks. He had 8 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, and 4 steals because he's a weapon. He also had a block. He went 2 of 5 from 3. 37 from the floor. Maddie crushing it there in Portland. Six points, eight rebounds, two assists and a steal in 32 minutes against the Magic Men is where they got that win. So he went one of six from downtown in that one, though. Two of seven from uh, the floor. Maddie just got to get that eye back in. Delhi hasn't played uh, since he had the four points back against uh, the Thunder last week. What a glorious four points it was. Um, but didn't play over the weekend. And Jingles, 14 points. Three assists, two rebounds, and a steal. Went four of eight from downtown against the uh, Wizards today. you love to see that. Uh, five points, three rebounds, one assist in that loss to the Sixers. Two or three from the floor. One or two from downtown against his best mate, George Niang. There you go. Let's do an Andrew Graham Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. Andrew Gay's Grey Mumber Pipe it up. I just want to give a bit of shine to uh, a bit of Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba, excellent stuff, to Darren Fox, who is currently on a run of eight straight games over 30-plus points until uh, Sacramento today, So uh, against Minnesota, rather, because he had gone 33 against the Clippers, 33 against the Thunder, 
42 against the Clippers in that big game. 31 against Portland. 35 against Phoenix. 36 against Dallas. 33 against Dallas and 31 against Houston. It's a hell of a run that came to an end in that Minnesota uh, shit show. So, but eight straight, still nothing to uh, you know sneeze at. He's been fucking awesome, and I'm loving every second of De'Aaron Fox's season this year. 25 and a half points a game, 6.3 assists, shooting the shit out of it. He's just a dude that we never give him much shine to. So, love that for Diazza. Right, what about a Patty Mills game day ball, a game day Twitter check in? Yeah, it's just Patty just going, wow, my missus is hot. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'll pay it on you, Patty. No, really, that's his IG at the moment. It's just like a lot of the uh, miso. You love to see that. You know, gotta, gotta look, Patty. The missus, smoke show. And if you don't believe your own missus is a smoke show, what are you doing? You're taking the piss. So, anyway, uh, go check that out on his IG stories. Sort of cycling through a bunch of her, modelling off some stuff. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, let's do some game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inverton Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How was your weekend? Oh, bloody good. Pub cricket was great. <clears throat> we got a win in our first game. We beat the Caring Bush. Let's go to the curtain. And uh, lost in the second game. So, you know, knockout tournaments. You make it the second round. Good day. Drank a lot of tins. Had a lot of fun. Uh, we went 16 of 29 on the picks. Bit of a rough on this weekend. Had a horrible run of picks on Friday, according to uh, what I had written down. Uh, and then sort of basically split the rest of the head-to-heads across the weekend. But today wasn't too bad, I think. So what do we end up on today? That was uh, 5 and 9 today. You'll take that. We picked the... Uh, Grizzlies against the Clippers before the Ja Morant stuff popped off. And after that popped off, I'm like, there is no way the Grizzlies win that. But I did have the Knicks. I thought the Jazz and the Thunder would split those games. They did not. (laughs) I didn't know the back-to-back Rockets wins, though. But anyway. Uh, Right, what do we got tomorrow and the next couple of days? Because I reckon uh, with no NFL Australia, because it's the off-season, I'll probably be back on either Wednesday or Thursday this week before we're back daily pretty soon thereafter, I reckon. So... Tuesday, we've got Philly at Indy. I'm going Indy plus 7.5. They cover like absolute madmen at home in Philly. I feel like they'll just feel a bit wobbly. A couple of road games ahead. I just like Indy to at least cover in Philly. If they win this, they're going to just eke it out. So give me the paces. As long as Halliburton plays after his heroics today. Might be a bit weird, a bit wonky, but I just... Indy cover really well at home. Give me the plus 7.5. Boston. After losing today in a double overtime, they go to the Cavs. I'm taking Cleveland, minus three and a half in a heartbeat. They already match up really well with Boston. This game happened last week. Boston got out to a massive lead. Cavs came flying back, nearly won it, but just fell short. Now this is at home in Cleveland where they're really good. I'm taking the Cavs. You've got the big dudes. You've got Mobley. You've got the thin towers. I love that. Jared Allen go the throw. And the backcourt. Double Ds. Darius and Donnie. Um, give me the Cavs. Portland, they're five and a half point favorites in Detroit because Detroit flat out stink. Give me Portland. Miami, two and a half point favorites against Atlanta. They played this game the other day in Atlanta. Miami won that by eight. I'm taking Miami at home, minus two and a half. Atlanta just feel, look, Quinn Snyder, the adult in the room, going to come in. It's going to take a little bit of wobbly time. They've had a couple of good wins, but also a couple of weird wonky losses. I'm taking Miami, minus two and a half. Denver hosts Toronto. Denver at home are basically unbeatable, especially as well against the spread. Minus seven and a half. I'm taking that. Toronto are much more improved with Teenage Mutant Jakob Pertl. As mentioned, they've won seven of ten. 
Uh, but I'm still going to take Denver there because they're just, it's a fortress up there in Colorado. Sacramento, they host the New Orleans Pelicans, go the over. But also Sacramento minus five and a half. Every game of theirs is a shootout. Not to be confused with a Jar Morant game. <clears throat> cough, cough. Uh, Milwaukee, they go to Orlando on Wednesday. I'm taking the Bucks. It's a good bounce back spot there. Uh, I mean, they already had their bounce back against the Wizards. This is where you then build up another one. Orlando a bit tricky. They match up pretty well against Milwaukee. So I'd maybe look at Orlando at the line, but I'm taking Milwaukee head-to-head. Washington, they go to Detroit. Detroit, home and home, back-to-back. Uh, they're going to get smoked in both. Washington win that. New York, they host Charlotte. It would be hilarious that this is the game they lose. I can't tip Charlotte, though, because they are just shit house. Give me the Knicks. Philly on a back-to-back. Having just played an Indy, play Minnesota. I'm going to take Minnesota in that. They're on a little bit of a roll. They've got a couple of big dudes. They can bead work. I'll take the Wolves. Brooklyn then go to Houston. Brooklyn should smash the Rockets. OKC hosts Golden State. This is Golden State on the road. This is OKC with Shea back. I'm taking OKC. I can giddy up or get in the gear. Off they go. OKC get a sneaky big win over uh, Golden State. Drop them back down the standings. Dallas, they take on Utah. This will be a shootout. Go the over in this one too. Utah sneakily high up there in offensive rating. I'm taking Dallas though to win that one. I think just that combo of Luca and uh, Kyrie is going to blow the doors off of somebody. It's going to be Utah. Uh, Lakers, they host Memphis. Oh, jeez. That's where it all started, isn't it? Sh- Shannon Sharp. You reckon he'll be there? Ja Morant won't be. <laughs> God damn it. Poor Grizzlies. Uh, I'll take the Lakers. And then Thursday, just in case we don't do a show Wednesday night, uh, Atlanta will beat ooh, actually Washington, oh, Washington on a back-to-back. Atlanta in Washington. I'll take Atlanta. Yeah, why not? These teams just keep playing at the moment. I'll take Atlanta. Portland, they go to Boston. Celtics will bounce back and win that one, having not played for a couple of days after that Knickerbocker game. And then back to, well, after the Cavs game on Tuesday, get a day off, freshen up, be at home, be Portland. Cleveland, go to Miami. Oh, it's the LeBron Bowl. Uh, Miami, I reckon, can win that one. They just play teams like Cleveland tough. They've got enough guards to throw at Donnie and Darius, the double Ds. The double Ds and the thin towers. I love Cleveland. Uh, but Miami should win that one. Dallas on a back-to-back play. New Orleans go the over in that one too. Dallas, I reckon they can win that one on a road back-to-back. Pelicans, though, are pretty good at home. Uh, might just have to go the Pelicans, though. I would, when it gets close to that game, look pretty hard at the Dallas line. Chicago at Denver. Denver will kill them. Phoenix host OKC. I think Phoenix will be... This is the Durant Bowl. I'll take uh, Phoenix to win that one. And the Clippers host Toronto, which is a sneaky, awesome game. Kawaii against his old team, where he won a title. I'm taking the Clippers. Nice. There's a few days for you, but hopefully we'll be back on Wednesday, so we don't have to worry about that Thursday slate. And that's it for today. Nice. Righto, we'll be back, as mentioned, maybe Wednesday, maybe Thursday. See how we go timing-wise. Either way. Make sure you're following your best on Twitter, Facey IG, all over the socials. You know that. Get around the NFL Australia Super Bowl wrap episode that Gaz and I did. We'll be back in a few weeks with some uh, off-season gear. Always fun. NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Check us a rating and review on your podcast app. <coughs> Jeez, I'm dying over here. <laughs> iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever app you use. Doesn't matter. Just rate and review it. Make sure you're subscribed. Uh, because, yeah, as I've mentioned, we've changed the back end for the show, so any ratings and reviews you can do, that'd be really fucking handy. Uh, big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out House Hats as well. 
And uh, big thanks to Joshua Delarentis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshack Alami, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green Green Green, and Dozers for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them on Bandcamp, Triple J on Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia Sports Train Bands. All right, we're going to close out with a really quick daily review of The Mandalorian, and we will catch you Wednesday or Thursday this week, you dickheads. All right, this is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And giddy up! And how good's Cookie? Later, hosen. Guys, it's your mate Della over here just swinging by to, I don't know, do a bit of a pop culture review and stuff, eh? I'll tell you what, one of my favourite times every year is like when fucking Mandalorian comes back on because everyone's like losing their minds about it and shit. I'm like, fuck yeah, love Star Wars with the pew 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 and shit. And like Baby Yoda and like Mando and shit. And I'm like, fuck yeah. So I watched the episode, no spoils or nothing, but like, if you forgot what's going on in Mando, you'd be forgiven. Because I'm like, when they do that thing at the start, where they're like, previously on. And I'm like, fucking, oh, yeah, I don't remember shit, eh? What was that last one they did? Book of, Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, that was a bit shit, eh? But fucking Mando, boom, comes back with a bang. I'll tell you that much. It was sick. I was more sick than fanging around the fucking park hotel with my best mate Plugger back in year 10. I'll tell you that much. Just a fucking little bit of a couple of loose screws. Fucking 15, 16, go to the pub. Oh, good times. Great memories. Fucking loved it. Anyway, Mando, sick as because you got like Baby Yoda. You got Mando. He's still trying to figure out his place in the galaxy. There's a couple of new cool wrinkles and shit. They go to back some, you know other locations they've been before, so, like, you're like, oh, nice, there's, like, a bit of the times changing and shit, so, yeah, it was really, really good, I really enjoyed the first episode of this new season, so, yeah, if you're not watching it, go get around it, Mandalorian's pretty good, isn't it, yeah, so I'll give this one probably 18 out of 10 deli ones, because fucking love that little prick, that little baby Yoda, that dude is sick as, fucking giving that fucking little alien a big cuddle. That was funny as, man. I pissed myself, yeah. All right, there you go. Check it out. And uh, enjoy the Mando. We might keep talking about this one each week. Who knows? But fucking love it either way. Right, all right. Uh, that's it for me for this week. I'll catch you next week. Later, fuck, guys. Deli out.